and Celaya will straighten for home in front. Brave Angel, she'll be asked to stick and find. They beat off Lunar Impact, then Cafe Nera. Reliable star. Get to the outside with pure devotion, but Celaya's going easily. Inside the 175, it's all Celaya. About three and a half in front, Reliable star. Down the outside, pure devotion is starting to rattle home. It's Celaya stopping pure devotion, lunging. Oh, gee, she made it interesting. But Celaya scrambled in. Celaya fell over the line from the fast finishing Pure Devotion Reliable Star was third. Welcome to the Western Mail Racing Podcast. On the show we discuss all things Perth racing and preview the Saturday Metro meeting. We'll also be interviewing industry participants but first, it's over to Mike Johnson to get us underway. Yes, g'day punters, welcome back to the Western Mail Podcast. We're up to episode 62 this week with a pair of listed three-year-old features, the main events at Ascot this Saturday. We have the JC Roberts Stakes over the 1800 for the boys and the Natasha Stakes over the 2200 for the girls. So as we say, both races are listed and uh, run over the set weights and penalties. So big 10 race card down at Ascot on Saturday. So it should be a huge day, although with restrictions in terms of COVID, uh, I think there's only 150 people uh, allowed in a few certain areas. So I think there were about three areas open the deck, I think there's the uh, trophy room bar downstairs and I think the restaurants open up in the members. Um, so a bit disappointing, uh, but hopefully we can get more people back to the races very soon. We'll have a quick look at last week's Bummery Cup uh, meeting results. Uh, it was a day of near misses for pod selections. Um, well, by and large, anyway, uh, we kicked off in race one with Red 53 who ran six, but drifted alarmingly late out to around $556 in betting uh, after opening at about $3. So really alarming drift, but it was it was spot on because uh, the horse went and sat up off speed and just, just dropped out uh, once they turned for home. So it was a disappointing start. Uh, race number two, spin the knife was second. Um, complete contrast in runs to the start prior where was uncontested for the lead and didn't really have to work in the early to middle stages. Uh, we saw express time to make to spin the knife work in the first few hundred metres. Uh, but then I thought that uh, Holly Watson probably could have tried to take a sit in behind, uh, just save some energy, but that didn't happen. And at the 200, uh, was all at sea, so ran second there. Uh, then race seven, we skip ahead to the Bunbury Stakes. Coming around, ran sixth. Again, sat up really close to the speed in the run. Uh, but just couldn't go on with it. Uh, but it was only one and a half lengths off the winner. So I think six on papers, you know, doesn't sound overly great, but it was only one and a half lengths off. So not keen to jump off just yet, although not sure uh, where he might be going next. So we'll wait and see there. And in the Bunbury Cup race number eight, Maricino ran fifth after lobbing into a nice trail uh, right up close to the speed in that particular race. Uh, but yeah, just wasn't able to get the job done, although it was a, a pretty thrilling race uh, for almost a four horse go at the line which was a dead heat between true attraction and patty shadow so a good cup nonetheless uh, for for the neutral so uh without further ado we'll get straight into the preview proper for this saturday's meeting so we'll look at the track setup for this saturday's meeting uh, we're on a good four although the tracks have been very hard in recent weeks. I've noticed quite a few horses pulling up lame after races. So 
I mean, we've had very hot, dry conditions in Perth the last few months and the hottest summer on record. So, look, I'm, I'm sort of thinking that, I mean, the ratings keep saying good four, but maybe they're more like a good three. Um, so just bear that in mind. Uh, but the rail is at six metres. Forecast temps of around 29 degrees as well as westerly winds during Saturday afternoon. Uh, we could see horses running on as the day progresses, uh, but, you know, let's try and keep an eye on the first few just in case anything different might be happening. So we're going to have a look at race number two. It's a Crown Perth plate for the two-year-olds over the 1,200. I don't have a tip for this race, but I just wanted to highlight the first starter here, Alaju on for Stefan Bahala, uh, one for the NBA diehards here. And uh, hearing that name just takes me right back to the 90s myself. Uh, this bloke is a reward for effort gelding out of the damn sailing past. Did win his most recent trial uh, over the Belmont, 1,000 uh, metres, I believe. Uh, it was in pretty good order there. And he's currently a $15 chance, so uh, watch the betting there late on. But big shout-out to Hakeem if you're watching, mate. I love your work. So we'll move on to race number three. It's the Vale Robert Harvey Handicap 78+, plus over the 1,000 metres. Um, small but tactical dash here over the thousand with the seven runners, uh, and hard to ignore that first up win for Pans Down. Um, it's the main beneficiary of that ridiculous tempo set by Zebel, but does have to lug sixty kilos. I know it's only over the thousand meters, but uh, he's giving weight to everyone that he beat home in that seventy-two plus last time out over the same track and distance. Uh, as a result, I'm going to side with that Romantula again. Uh, gets two kilos off Pans Down with the class rise and draws the inside alley here. So I think he can try, at least have more of a chance of controlling proceedings as a result. Uh, wasn't at all suited last time out by having to chase uh, Zebel uh, in the run there and just uh, looked to have spent too many tickets sort of by the corner, he looked a little bit one pace, didn't really let down like we know he can. So, uh, but with a little bit of a switcheroo on the gates, Zebel's drawn seven years. I think Joey has a party can try and, well, we will find the rail from one, uh, but just make Zebel work for that first 300 metres or so. And just noticing, you know, we have seen uh, Holly Watson overcook a few uh, on-speed rides lately. Uh, she's on Zebel, so fully expect Zebel to be hoisting the white flag at around the, the 150-200 metre mark here. So uh, hopefully that will ensure that Acromantula has got enough track position on Pansdan who will be coming late and having to do it all from likely last in the run. But, yeah, I'm shit scared of uh, pans down, but we're just going to have have another go on Acromantula, just mainly down to price, really. So, I mean, $4.60 versus $2.10, I'll, I'll, I'll take the $4.60. Uh, in, a, in a two, pay one, two, you might even be able to go each way at two ten a place. I think Acromantula can, can at worst run second. So, see how we go in the third. <clears throat> So from there, we'll just move straight across to race number four, keeping them in succession here. It's the International Women's Day Handicap. So one Metro win over the 1,000. Um, like the first up return of Super X here, split Viamonte and My Baby Blue Jean first up over the 1,100. Uh, set up on the speed there and then boxed on well uh, after we saw My Baby Blue Jean uh, capitulate after going way too hard in the run. Uh, was unable to go with the winner in Viamonte there, but... Um, sort of two and a quarter lengths back, but we did see My Baby Blue Dream come out and win her next start down the Pinjarra 1,000 a couple of Thursdays ago. 
And for a horse who's notoriously not a fresh horse and super X, thought it was a super effort. And someone who, or a horse who always improved noticeably when second up, uh, two wins in a place from five attempts. Uh, did beat home a certain Crystal Dane at this stage last prep second up in the Sky Racing heat out at York last April. Uh, draws pretty centrally here, though, and I think he should be able to land in the first two pairs in running once more, uh, expecting the speed to come from Shock Result and Olga Louisa. And I think from there, with some weight off, uh, added fitness, and Paul Harvey's riding in great form at the moment, booting home quite a few winners. So plenty to like about Super X's chances here. And he's around the $5 mark, uh, 170 for the place. I know he's come out from about $4 was his opening price. So if he does continue to drift a little bit more, if we do get that magical even money for the place, we would, wouldn't suggest or wouldn't um, advise against having an each way bet here. So super X to win, but if the price is right, then we'll have, have an each way. So we'll move straight on to race number five now. It's the listed Schweppes JC Roberts Stakes over the 1800. First of the three-year-old features uh, here. Uh, with the boys up first and tricks of the trade, we did keep his winning streak alive in that Lex Piper with a pretty dour performance. Um, took a fair while to wind up, actually, and, uh, but he got the job done and he's, a, once again, the one they all have to beat here. Uh, did really like the efforts, though, of Hear Me Sing and Henshaw. They were both very good, uh, making him earn it and, and work really hard to get that win. Uh, those three gapped the rest there with uh, American Troop, the next horse, uh, was fourth, some 3.4 lengths off Henchard. So interesting to note that. Uh, we do see the progressive Rockinori log here as well. Uh, he's two from two so far in his short career to date. Adds another dimension to this race as an on-speed type, I thought. Uh, but does come from a three-year-old No Metro win event uh, a few midweeks back. So I think he will be in it for a long way, uh, but I would be inclined uh, if you think Tricks of the trade's too short to play a bit of an exact year. I think you missing and Henchard can again uh, fill the minor placings, have them to run second at Tricks of the Trade to win. Uh, although he is a dollar seventy-five Tricks of the Trade, which is the longest price seen him at, at all this prep, really, apart from that that first up run. So dollar seventy-five. I mean, perhaps he might not jump at a dollar thirty-two this week. Maybe it might be more like a dollar fifty. But uh, if you can get sort of high, you know, $1.80, $1.90. It might be worth playing, but, uh, you know, also worth, worth having a go at the exact in my humble opinion. So up next is the listed Natasha Stakes. It is race six. It's over the 2,200 metres. Uh, the Phillies, obviously. Buttering up again here with Fine Romance here. Did run on nicely into second in the Ascot 1,000 guineas a fortnight ago. Uh, she's a so-you-think filly, so she's only going to relish the extra distance, but was towards the rear and running there and getting going on the bend under Paddy Carvery, but just unable to make sufficient ground to reel in that impressive winner in constant dreaming, uh, but does get two kilos off here, uh, off her for the 1.7 length margin of defeat, uh, but also ran the quickest last 600 of the race in 35-38. So, yeah, pretty keen to go again here. She didn't do anything wrong in that second placing in the 1,000 guineas, so was keen to be buttering up once again. Uh, draws nicely again here in four, so Carberry does have the option to be perhaps a, a little bit more positive, but I dare say they'll still go back from that good alley, uh, but perhaps landing second or third last pair in transit instead. And we do have a few runners here likely to go forward, so the likes of Private Scene, Rommel's War, 
constant dreaming and feels Danish or likely to roll forward. I think we should see that tempo gradually start to increase from the 800, which should give our girl the cart into proceedings that she needs. Are going really well since winning the maiden about four back, I believe. And a win here uh, is very close at hand. I think with even luck, it's the Winkers on first time and keen to play at $3.10 for fine romance. So from the Natasha, we'll head towards the end of the card here. Going to have a look at race number nine. It is the Vinnies and Rotary Club of Perth Handicap, 72 plus over the 1,400 metres. Looks a really nice redemption uh, race here for comes a time. Uh, Sessions gelding. He did have excuses last night, I thought. It was a narrow second behind Kenny Luck over this tracking class, albeit over the 1,200. He was around midfield in the run, but just couldn't obtain any clear air until the 100-metre mark. And flashed home very late, though, to make it three successive second placings to kick off his prep so far. Uh, we've also seen out of the first up run of his, uh, Miss Frost came out and franked the form as well behind subsequent listed winner this will test you. Uh, Miss Frost was beaten about eight and a half lengths that day, but came out and won the next start. So uh, Frank the form, despite the wide alley here, I think Chris Parnham should still be going forward to sit behind the leading bunch. We've got the likes of Patristic, Crystal Dane, Special View, Worth the Risk, and possibly even Imaginica from the widest alley uh, going forward. So I think from there with added fitness, he can stalk that bunch in run and, as long as he finds clear air uh, in the straight there, it can be too strong to get over the top late. So around $3.30 at the moment for comes a time, uh, but was very keen to be on, on comes a time here. It's coming a bit from 360, uh, but I think with even luck should be getting over the top. So we'll have a look at race number 10, a uh, big, big day. So this is the Neo Metals Handicap. It's a 66 plus over the 1200 metres. And how's the Serenity fix herself here after a massive demolition job last time out? Uh, this Magnus Mare led all the way after jumping from the widest gate. Uh, went on to win by over five lengths uh, in the end. So it was an incredible effort. Still managed to run a 34-62 last 600 in the process. And while she steps to a 66 plus here, only gets half a kilo extra in weight thanks to Holly Watson's claim where I think from a much handier gate in six, should be able to find a spot in the first two pairs in running at the very worst. I think from there with the likes of Mood Swings, Lipstick Flickers, Sassy Trader and Brooklyn Pier, I think they'll all ensure that this is a really genuinely run race. I think Holly can bide her time in behind if she doesn't lead and before pressing that go button in the straight. Uh, has come up pretty short though, $1.85, uh, but this is a, a much better field than what she contested. Last time out, uh, start price was 275 there. So wouldn't it all surprise me if she does get out back to that sort of even money or just just over? So I'll be holding fire for now and hoping that we get a slightly better price on the day. And just before I go, uh, we had a segment last year in series two of the podcast called WA Watch, where we look at runners, WA runners over east in other races. Uh, Got one on Saturday, Flemington race number eight, the Group 3 Furphy Shaftesbury Avenue Handicap. Uh, we've got uh, Kiss on All Four Cheeks going around there. Uh, she's drawn in gate number eight, has Mark Zara to ride for Dan Morton, and is currently a $4.20 chance, really well in the market. Uh, thought she was a really nice return in the listed cereal flower stakes, first up off around 70-day spell, no trial. 
was second behind this or test you, but carried 60 and a half kilo and worked home really nicely to the line, I thought, uh, in a good return over the 1,200. Uh, we've since seen uh, Cara Tapper, who ran third there, come out and won again on Saturday at uh, $55, took out the Bunbury Stakes. Um, so the form's been frank there in that respect. So, yeah, it was, was interesting to see Kiss on All Four Cheeks land there. Uh, think she should be well suited by the wide expanses of the Flemington track. And I think from Barrier 8, I think Zara's got a few options, but it would expect her to land around midfield there. It's a big field of 15, and hopefully she goes well for all connections and from a WA perspective. So that's Kiss on All Four Cheeks in race number eight at Flemington on Saturday. If you have been enjoying the content, don't hesitate to give us a follow on Twitter at Western underscore mail or on Facebook at TWM pod. Just pop that in the search bar. It'll come up pretty quick. Uh, if you are keen to look at the YouTube uh, episodes, it's Western Mail Racing, uh, again, in the search bar or for all meeting reviews here in Perth, uh, Metro at least, uh, the westernmail.wordpress.com where I'll try to find some runners to follow and forgive uh, whilst also looking at performance of the day. Uh, just a bit of a look back at the meetings, how the track played, that kind of thing. So feel free to hit that up as well. But thanks once again for tuning in. I wish you the best of luck with your investments over the weekend. And I'll be back next week with episode 63. Take care and bye for now. Tambora going along at a good even gallop at the 650. It's Tambora on top from MTA. Now being stoked up. Back on the inside, Castillo de Lago. Parnham's about to hit the trigger now with the hot pot. And he comes off heels with Western Empire before the home turn. Holy Enchantment sitting right on his back, being followed in the middle by off we go. Flash new caddy. Olden fear the wind, the roughy dropping out. MTA hit the front, quickly got gobbled up on the outside though by Western Empire. Western Empire surges past MTA, two lengths to off we go. Holy enchantment. Parnham really shakes up Western Empire. He responds to the demand and he boots away from them. The Robert Stakes is all over and Chris Parnham goes back to back.